You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of News Talk 770. Welcome back to The Strong Room. Here again is the founder and CEO of Macmillan Estate Planning, Sherry Macmillan, in discussion with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. This time, talking about how proper estate planning has major benefits for business owners. Let's talk about those people who are professional corporations or who own a business or own a farm or ranch they're all a little different in terms of um, their their tax situations. But what can you say to these folks based upon what Bill Morneau, the finance minister, released in the House of Commons? Well, we are impacted as business owners, Peter. There's no question. Although the rate of tax hasn't increased in this particular budget, there is threats of it increasing, obviously. And so they usually warm us up to these ideas. And, you know... It, I don't, I don't think any of us would be shocked if next year we see different increases or capital gains change occur. And we're expecting some of this to happen. So that being said, what is impacting us immediately really with this budget for business owners is a couple areas that I think everybody should be privy to. And the first group it would apply to are business owners. So let's say a, a mother and a father have created a business each. And they go about doing the businesses and those businesses do completely different types of work. So let's say one is an engineer and one has a housekeeping company. What would happen is they're entitled in Canada to what we call capital gains exemption each calendar year and a low rate of tax up to 500,000 of regular income. So if one business made 500 and the other business made 500, they're going to pay the lowest rate of tax possible in the corporation. Well, the government sees this as sometimes a technique to avoid tax. And sometimes it is, Peter, I'm not suggesting otherwise, but often it's not. But they're going to be looking at this with a magnifying glass and saying, are you related? Do you have interconnections between your businesses? Is there anything that we can prove that would disqualify one of the businesses from receiving that benefit? So although it's not a tax increase, it's a tax reduction, it's going to cause some families a real measure of taxation that they weren't expecting. Do you see any changes in tax-free savings accounts, as an example? Because there was talk last year that Canada Revenue was concerned about how quickly some of these accounts are growing. That while contribution levels are set at a minimum level, some of those accounts are growing exponentially quickly and people are wondering whether or not they're growing legitimately and whether or not some form of tax should be paid. At the moment, if you make money within your TFSA, you don't pay tax on it. Might that be another area where there could be a change? It's interesting because they did address that in the budget this time. And uh, they have now given it some classifications and rules that will map and follow the same format as an RRSP or a RIF program. So it has attention on it. There's eyes looking at it. So I wouldn't say no or yes to that because traditionally my experience of observing how the budgets unfold is one budget will warn you that something is going to happen. And then the following year it happens. And there's a lot of warnings in this budget, in my opinion. So there's a lot of things that they're looking at very closely. And normally that would mean next year they announce 
the changes that will be made. So I think the tax-free savings account is at risk. I think the capital gains exemption for active business is at risk. And there's another group that I think is really important to know, Peter, and that is when families become very successful in their own right in their businesses, what they will traditionally do is a technique we call estate freeze. So they lock out Canada Revenue Agency on the future growth of their family's wealth so that when they die, uh, they don't have to pay this substantial taxation. Instead, the children will absorb that taxable amount and only when they sell the assets, that's when they will owe it, which is practical. Give us an example. Sure. So a traditional estate freeze would look something like this. We meet a family business owner. He has a $10 million value in his business. Rather than letting that $10 million business that he owns personally, perhaps him and his wife, grow and grow throughout his phase of retirement. So now it grows from $10 million, let's say, to $20 million. Well, we have a massive taxation problem on that. And what's not being considered or contemplated today is our tax tables just went up. It's millions of extra tax to this family, not just a little bit. It is literally millions. So alternatively, we have a solution. And the solution is we freeze the estate is what it's called. That's the technical term. It it really means that we lock out Canada Revenue Agency. And so at this point, the family's net worth on that business is $10 million. It goes into a family trust. And then ultimately, trusts don't die. People do. And so my mom and dad can carry on their life and the business still can grow to $20 million. But when they die, they're only going to have to pay tax on $10 million. And that's substantially valuable to a family because they can keep that asset base, keep moving it forward generation to generation. The other large benefit, Peter, to that is if we're very clever and they have a couple of few decades ahead of them in retirement, we actually do another technique with this family. So let's say by the illustration, they need $500,000 of income for the balance of the 20 years they're going to live. What we do is we wither the estate tax down by taking that value out of the $10 million every year. So eventually when they die, in principle, we've already paid tax slowly at lower rates of tax on that $10 million, And actually we could owe zero in income tax by the time they pass. I mean, this is a perfect estate plan. The math never works out this good, Peter. But in theory... We need time to be this proactive. We can't just do this the last moment you're alive and figure out how to conserve tax. We need to be doing these strategies now. You often say that Canada Revenue Agency is not forgiving of people that are not proactive. No, and and they're not for good reason, I suppose. This isn't an area where you can plead ignorance. And traditionally, what normally does happen in my experience is it is a partner left behind, uh, let's say the female, and often it is because of statistics. And then she comes to learn that more could have been done, but it's too late. So we can't do that proactive work. And alternatively, sometimes it's the children that learn of these tax opportunities. But again, it's too late because their parents would have had to do the work. So always be proactive. It goes to the heart of why estate planning or life planning is important. It's protect assets, it's maximize wealth, it's minimize tax. And if you have a plan and can take advantage of the rules that are in place, you can put yourself in a much more favorable situation than if you throw up your hand and say, I don't want to deal with this now, Uh, I'll deal with it later. Well, later may be too late in any number of ways. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a topic that I think isn't approached because of the psychology behind it, Peter. 
And, you know, nobody wants to talk about their mortality on an ongoing basis, thankfully. I think that's normal and balanced. But good estate planning isn't talking about your mortality. It's talking about your wishes for your life, how you want your life to unfold, and how you hope your family's life will unfold. And then building a plan so that can happen appropriately. So as a great case study of this, yesterday we were working with a lovely family and they have four children in total and their first child, their daughter, is about to get married. And so they're very excited as a family. However, they have a lot to risk. Their estate would probably be to the tune of about half a billion dollars. So if that child is entitled to, let's say, $125 million, you know, part of the life plan, not the estate plan, the life plan is to get a proper prenuptial arrangement in order to protect that family. And this is a new person into their family unit. Hopefully they stay forever. But the likelihood is there's four children. So will every child remain successful in their marriage? And we need to protect the nest egg for that family because it's a going concern business and it employs many people in the community and they want it to stay and remain whole. And so we've got to put these measures into place and we can't do them when you're gone. We have to do them while you're alive and in play and while life is occurring. So it's when it's occurring that we have to put these protections in place. And the parent group spent years and decades building the business. You don't want to see that dissipated by a lack of a plan as to how to handle what ifs. Well, we have a very simple analogy for that, Peter, in our office, and it may sound silly, but it's true. You know, you can run a whole bath of beautiful water to go have a lovely bath in. But if you've pulled the plug, there's a small leak and very quickly that whole bath is gone. And this is true of our estates. We work very hard to create them. But if we don't plug the holes that can happen in real communities, in real society, illness can happen to us, our children can have addictions, our children go through a divorce... Our spouse that we leave behind might marry again and we don't want that new family to be attached to our estate. We instead want our bloodline being attached. So it's just wise really that we're protecting our own retirement and the future of our family. These are the kinds of questions that often come up and always get answered at Macmillan Estate Planning Seminars. The next one coming up on Thursday evening, April the 27th at 7 p.m., Contact the office weekdays to pre-register at 403-266-6464 or go online anytime at macmillanestate.com. Macmillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. At Macmillan Estate Planning, our team includes professional trust and estate practitioners, chartered accountants, financial planners, and legal professionals who assist you to design the estate plan that will ensure you build, protect, and enjoy your wealth. The information provided is general and may not be suited to your objectives or sufficient to ensure the protection of you and your family. You should not act on this information without providing Macmillan the opportunity to ensure that it is suitable for your estate plan. This is The Strong Room.